Hey, friends. This is Naja Hall. Of course, why do I say that? Like, why would I tell you guys that? You literally clicked the button to be here and you clicked on, I know I'm crazy with Naja Hall, so you know it's me. (laughs) Today, I have an amazing guest. Um, She's a stepmom. She's a human. She's a beautiful person. She runs a really popular podcast also called the Radical Stepmoms Podcast. Now, listen, wait, wait, wait. If you are a biological parent, by all means, I don't want you to turn away because this episode is also for you. It's for all of us. Can't we all just get along? I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm doing crazy. I know I'm crazy. So let me tell you about Christina Nelson. Christina is a a clinical social worker serving specialized populations in Seattle. This stepmom, mom, and wife co-created the Radical Stepmoms podcast and says she's committed to sharing her raw experience, letting others know they aren't alone. Christina also provides support for stepmoms and their partners, helping them to get unstuck so they can build their love and live more happily. Christina, hey girl, hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy you're here. So I when I go check my own podcast stats, you know how it'll list other podcasts similar to yours that people listen to. And mm-hmm. so I see yours down there. And this is probably when you first started it. Cause I I think your thing like blew up fast, real <laughs> fast. And I was like, let me go check these people out. So I think I followed you guys and I absolutely love you started as a duo and now you're a singleton. Um mm-hmm. But I love what you guys were doing. And I, what was the motivation behind starting yet another stepmom blended family thing? Like, what made you want to talk talk about it so much that you recorded yourself doing it? Yeah, um, good question. Um, so, yeah, I, co- I co-founded with my friend Gannette. And her and I, we worked together and we became, like, friends. And, you know, when you're becoming friends with someone, like, oh, you know, tell me about your family. And we both realized that we are stepmoms. Um, and as we continued to chat about it, we were like, oh my gosh, like we just have a lot in common. We both have kind of high conflict situations um, in the other house. And what's up, team? High conflict. <laughs> and um, we just realized like talking about it was really funny. And we, you know, really felt like there was you know, in, there's a lot of other stepmom platforms out there and stuff, but we just felt like there was not enough real talk um, and really getting down to talking about when, you know, there's neglect going on at the other house or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and it just kind, kind of came like a hobby, like, let's just start recording our conversations and see how it goes. Um, so, you know, that was like two years ago. And, and the rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah. So have you, have you shared why it's just you now? Cause I'm sure a lot of your listeners, like, are they shocked? Or are they like, okay, like we get it. It's life. Yeah. Um, so in the end of season two, Gannett uh, was on a couple episodes where she was describing her situation. Um, her and her husband um, are taking a, a break right now to really focus on their marriage. Um, and, you know, podcasting and doing that whole kind of gig takes up a lot of time and, um, she just wanted the space to be able to focus her energy on that. She's Shout not to her for under- recognizing that though. Yeah. Yeah. Her and I, um, we're still close friends. She, 
um, is still around and she'll be on as a guest um, every once in a while. Nice, nice. And you know, the, the way life happens, it's funny. Like you're holding down the fort right now, but you know, who knows? She might come back full time. Maybe you'll need a break. I think yeah. it's so important that she recognized like, wait a minute, I need to work on my mm-hmm. real life because I need help, you know, just whatever. That's mm-hmm. so admirable. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my ego would allow me to do that. I probably would try to just keep pressing forward and there'd be a tornado behind me. I don't know. Yeah. That's awesome. yeah. <laughs> so tough question. Mm-hmm. What is your stepmom mantra? Like what is, what is your thing that you always say to yourself and others? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I love mantras. I feel like I have one for every situation. Um, but my overall like stepmom mantra would probably be, um, stay within your circle of control. Um, I feel like, you know, stepmoms really don't have a lot of control in their lives. And that's what creates this, a lot of anxiety and frustration. Um, and I'm just constantly trying to tell myself you can only control so much. And most of it is my reaction. Um, so that's, that's kind of the space I try to stay in. Okay. I want to shoot off some questions here. Um, what if scenarios? Okay. This is always super fun. What if you had a brand new stepmom um, who has a brand new baby with her partner? Mm-hmm. Now she's starting to learn that she has a newborn that she and her partner have drastically different ideals on what it means to care for an infant. She knew that he was kind of neglectful when it came to his own children, but um, now she's feeling like she needs to protect herself and her baby from him and his kids. What advice would you give her? Um, my first thought there is talking about the expectations with her partner. Um, I think chatting, you know, keeping that line of communication open, um, and talking to your partner and being like, look, I thought this was going to be something different. This is how I'm feeling and seeing where he's at. I feel like right. Or she, I feel like right there is kind of an indicator of I can go this way or I can go this way. Are you in this with me? And are we going to work on this together? Are we going to, you know, move through this together? So I don't feel like this anymore. Or Or do I have to figure out, you know, what the other line is? What the other line is? Yeah. And we kind of know what their other options are. When is it time for a stepmom to call it quits? Because every day, I'm sure on your page, on my page, all the pages, we see somebody that feels like they're about to spontaneously combust. And that's it. I'm walking out the door. I quit. When is it truly time for you to go? Uh, for me personally, and I, I do get that question a lot, um, it is when the other partner is not willing to compromise, that other partner is not willing to budge or to have those hard conversations or to give the stepmom, you know, that space where she can feel all the things that she's not feeling. If I'm not actually in it with my partner, if I am not feeling like there's any place for me or there's any room for improvement, then that's my indication that I can't do anything more. I've done all I can. Okay. What do you do when you realize that your stepkid has gone from that cute little mischievous phase to full-blown manipulative and your partner refuses to see it? Yeah. Um, that's when I, I've been there. Um, <laughs> okay. I met, my, I met my stepson when he was three, which was just the hook for me to like, you know, stick around like, oh, so it's cute. Great. And then it's like, okay, now you're nine and you are crazy. And yeah, so um, right there, if, if again, those conversations aren't going anywhere and my partner and I have just very different viewpoints, 
I kind of step back in a way and kind of disengage from the situation and have them handle the consequences of it. If the kid's going to be blowing up doing X, Y, and Z, then it's, you're going to need to talk to your dad about that. I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to be doing any of the disciplinary stuff. If you're not going to see my perspective, then no, nothing to talk about. So what yeah. do you do when this particular child and not you, but you know, generally speaking, when this particular kid, you're starting to notice that their behavior is affecting your biological children mm-hmm. and um, poorly influencing them. What mm-hmm. is a stepmom to do? Uh, I feel like my first uh, answer is always going to be talk to your partner about it. But um, that is actually, I'm going through that right now. Uh, my daughter's three. And I mean, right now at three, there's a lot that I can explain to her. Um, you know, she's still really young, but she can get the, mo- the majority of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I focus on what I can control. I have control over how my daughter, you know, impact is impacted by some things. I have control over, you know, how if she's, you know, um, copying things that he's doing or, you know, saying things that she shouldn't be saying or whatever. Um, but I would first have that conversation with my husband and be like, this is a behavior that I don't want instilled on our daughter. Um, and then if he's not on board, then I kind of do what I can with my daughter to either separate her from that specific behavior or explain to her, you know, that's not something that we do in this house. Yes, I know. She's like, well, my, my sister or brother does it and they're in the house. Right. And then I say, well, and, and we're working on that with him, but right now that's not something acceptable with you. With you. And you do have to kind of make the firm line of demarcation. Like, listen, I am your parent and this is not acceptable. And it's just, is what it is, you know? So let's talk about high conflict. Yeah. The re- <laughs> so the reason I started my whole entire, I didn't know it was going to be a business, but uh, communities is because I was faced with what, conflict like king kong versus godzilla type of conflict and i'm like a little bunny rabbit really cute one and i'm like you know just stuff that i never thought would be a part of my journey just and i hear so many stepmoms mirroring these sentiments we all think our situation is the worst um and it was so confusing like you mentioned the sheer lack of control you're like i love this person but they come along with a whole lot of extra bs that is not conducive at all Mm -hmm. and so how did christina handle when she first got got inundated with conflict and when you knew this is not going to be a hallmark card situation yeah i mean i i went into it being like yeah girl like let's get coffee like let's talk about how this is you know like let's you know you probably want to meet me so let's just like you text her or you like call you were being like that sweet hey let's meet up yeah yeah and she was like i don't I don't, well, first it started with her being, you know, I don't want you around my kid and you can't control that Bye. play that line. And, um, yeah. So once I realized that that was kind of the situation I was working with, I kind of like reassessed. And one thing that I tell stepmoms now is like, all right, so before you even start to like offer that, what are you actually comfortable with? Because then I realized down the line, like, I actually don't want to be besties with her. I want a boundary. So what does that look like? And then once she started to, you know, really show her true colors, um, it was like, okay, like, what am I, what am I working with here? Um, and, you know, judging my husband a little bit, like, really, that's who you chose. Are you dumb? 
Yeah. I mean, I've asked that question before. Like, are you challenged? Mm -hmm. Do you not, are you have your standards? Obviously they're, um, you know. How did you go from that to this? Yeah, you know, and no shade to any other woman out there. And especially because, you know, we're with these people's kids, but you know, there's no excuse for bad behavior. Right. There's no like, you, there's no excuse for bad behavior. So that yeah. there's, there's that on that. Mm-hmm. How do you run such a huge platform knowing that your situation is conflicted? Because me, I've shared some of the text messages. I've shared some of the screenshots I've gotten from people about my business and my community and my platform. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's laughable, but how do you, how do you, how does that work with your situation? Um, so that's one of the like biggest questions I get is, um, does Biomom know about your platform? Of course. And not to like throw it out in the universe or whatever, but no, she doesn't know about this platform. Um, yeah, she, to, to very good benefit of mine. Um, she is very private. She's not on social media. Um, I doubt she listens to podcasts and if she does, she's not searching for a stepmom one. So no. okay. <laughs> okay. yeah, so okay. I feel fortunate in that regard. That's cool. That's a great thing. That was not my experience at all. Um, I think I was on like TV (laughs) one time and something went viral and uh, I got like a slew of, I'm going to kill you, bitch (laughs) messages. And so I was like, Oh, I guess you see what I'm doing with my free time. And um, thank you for the inspiration. Uh I don't feel like, I feel like if somebody, you have a negative experience with a person and you decide to capture that in film TV, writing, whatever, and you create from it, then mm-hmm. you've given me a bad experience to do. I own this now, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my theory. Mm-hmm. How did you know your boo was the one? Oh, geez. <laughs> um, we call like our first date. Um, we call it like our non-date date because it was, it was very casual. It was just, he um, saw me at the gym. He was kind of like, stalking me a little bit and he was like let's just grab drinks afterwards and I was like okay sure and drinks turned into dinner turned into more drinks turned into we're sitting at a booth for five hours um and he was very sure of himself very how old was his son at that time three three okay yeah so you said you met him when he was three okay yeah. So he, um, he kind of laid it out on the table and he was just like, look, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm interested in. You know, tell me about you. What are you? And it was just very attractive to not like bounce around all the, like, is he into me? Is he not into me? Like, where is this? You know, he just laid it out and was like, I'm, you know, this is what I'm interested in. Are you interested in this too? Um, so we started kind of, I mean, we started dating from there and hey let's let's that's it you just were like together yeah pretty much was he divorced or um like no so he was married in his very in his early 20s that was a very short-lived marriage and then um but he never married bio mom okay you know one thing i find that these guys with high conflict moms by the time they meet a halfway decent girl half like stepmoms if you want to be a step if you don't have a man look for a man with a high with a crazy baby mama because he is so worn down from being treated so bad literally all you gotta do is show up like now you will have to deal with hot messes for a very long time but you know you'll have a partner that's super loyal you know like those puppies that you find like the rescues (laughs) 
damn, did I just compare our men to rescues? Yes, and I, it's okay. I'm going to get a letter about that. I'm sure I am. But whatever. I get letters all day. <laughs> Does your partner share kids with a loony? Are your stepkids driving you up a wall? Is your partner failing miserably at setting boundaries? Well, VIP Stepmom is where you need to be. We're an exclusive private community just for stepmoms, and we'd love for you to join our tribe. Each month, our members enjoy private conversations, podcasts, expert workshops, a subscription to Stepmom Magazine, and monthly live Zoom meetings. If you're ready to join a diverse community that is committed to making sure you live your best life, visit VIP Stepmom today. We'll save a seat for you. VIP, VIP, Stepmoms, that's you and me. What is the key piece of advice that you would give to a woman considering dating a man with a high conflict biological mother in his life? Be comfortable with setting boundaries now. Know what boundaries are. Know your comfort level. What does know- that look like? Um, that means, you know, if you are not wanting to jump into being a mom right now, don't do it. You can still be a partner and still date your person, marry your person. But if you don't want to do that whole mom thing, that's okay. Um, And that's a boundary that you can put up. Um, If it's, you know, you don't want a relationship with the kids or you feel uncomfortable, like communicate that, like know what your boundaries are and don't feel that, that pressure. And I feel like that that's one of the reasons why I wanted to create this platform where I say the things that people think, but don't say. I say the things that people feel, but feel shitty for saying them, you know, I, and it's letting go of that shame and that guilt for feeling things that make us human and that we're not always going to love our stepkids and we're not always going to want to have, you know, X, Y, and Z. And that's okay. That doesn't make us a bad person. So for someone newly getting into it to really know themselves well enough that they can ask for what they need. Um, and be able to put up those boundaries and feel confident in that. Mm. What happens? Like, what is the biggest stepmom dilemma that you're seeing amongst your clients these days? Is there like a common theme, not just because of the pandemic, but just like, yeah. you know, years from now, like what's like, what's the thing that you always see that's the main thing? I said um, thing like five times, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that I keep, hearing um are either stepmoms like kind of losing their sense of self and their identity because they're just getting lost in their blended family life and they're giving and giving and giving and not taking care of themselves and um especially in a high conflict situation the bio moms just kind of consume their thoughts consume their conversations with their partners Mm, mm. can we talk about that for us put a pin in that for a second yeah what consuming your thoughts I know I've been there and it is like an all-consuming thing and it makes your relationship feel so smothered and so heavy like it you know because you're so angry you're so you feel so misunderstood mm-hmm. um how are you supposed to stop the thoughts like how do you how do you get that hot mess out of your head mm-hmm. um again with my mantras I love the mantras um one of my favorite ones is uh I will not let her have power over me Um, which to me, that just like is a signal of, I'm not going to let her ruin my day. Um, a lot of things can happen, you know, feelings can come up if I get a text message or an email. And I feel like this urgency to respond to it right away or to handle it or to, you know, whatever, because I am fearful of something. I'm fearful of something. 
Yeah. And I have to just kind of remind myself, like, it's just a text message. It's mm -hmm. just, just an email. It can sit there and it'll be fine. Um, and I can control how often I think about it and just, it sounds dumb, but I mean, it's just like making that mental observation of, I'm still thinking about this. I have control to let it go. To and let it go. then distraction works really well for me too, where it's like, what are right. distractions? <laughs> um, <laughs> Not scrolling Instagram. That is not a good distraction. For oh me. God. Right. <laughs> um, and it's, it's like such a popular one. I removed all of the social media apps from my phone like two weeks ago. And I've been like a much happier individual I've, I've come yeah. to find. Yeah. I haven't gone that far. I've turned off my notifications because okay. like, my phone lights up. I'm like, Oh, I have to tend to it. And no, yeah. I don't like urgency. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, distractions are, I mean, going outside being, you know, physical or, playing with my daughter or actually reading a book, like an actual book book, a book. What's I that? Know, right? <laughs> um, and then just realizing like whatever needs to be tended to I'll, my husband and I will handle it because we're a team and we'll manage it. And it's not, there is no urgency to it. Yes. Taking away that feeling of urgency is huge. So going back to that though, cause it's so important. You said, if I get especially from bio mom. Cause I think if you're in a high conflict situation, you are, it's a, it's a tug of war. Mm -hmm. Somebody is always fighting and vying for control. And we all know that that temporary feeling of power, it's so fleeting. And it's, mm -hmm. it's just like a nasty feeling, especially if you're one that's chasing that. Um, but you said something so important. You're like, I don't have to respond right now. If she sends a nasty text, Mm -hmm. or a nasty email you as a matter of fact it's best not to respond there's been some situations where I would see it and I just responded immediately and mm -hmm. I did a whole podcast on how nasty you feel afterwards and how to get because you know it's such a bad feeling um mm -hmm. and I guarantee you your response 30 seconds after you receive this whatever is not going to be the same in 30 minutes yep and you have to show that you are the one that's in control I used to preach be the bigger person all the time I've kind of amended that nowadays because sometimes you can be exhausting. Mm -hmm. yeah it's exhausting especially for people that refuse to see that you kind of gotta come down to their level and speak to them in their language and then mm -hmm. get back up on your perch yeah, yeah. so yeah. so let's talk about stepkids like let's talk about um when your stepson became a big brother you said you mm -hmm. have a three year uh your baby is how old now three right three. Yeah. right so mm -hmm. how did you how was the transition because it was just him and then mm -hmm. now here's his new baby coming who's going to have a different mom different set of rules I know you're probably scared like oh my god I don't want my kid to act like that and uh um how, how was all of that how was that transition for you so I mean it was the transition like bringing her home and having her be a baby and stuff was so much easier than it is now like I mean in so many capacities like people are like oh newborns it's crazy and it's like no try having a three-year-old that won't stop running around and talking like that is crazy so the newborn Where is she now, like, how are you even right here right now? Oh, I'm in my office. So okay. she's at home with dad right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, if we were at my house, she would be like right here talking, but um, yeah. So bringing her home, you know, the transition was a little difficult for him, but she was just a little lump, you know, and other than her, like crying and stuff, he wasn't really like phased by her. He just thought, okay. oh, you know, it's now that we're getting to the point where he's understanding that we have to like share attention with mm -hmm. 
you know, both of them. And that he goes from being at his mom's house where he's the only kid and can play with whatever he wants to, to now coming to our house where they have to share toys and share attention. And, and she stuff. And yep. <laughs> yep. And if he's in her room playing with toys that he's also responsible for helping cleaning her room. And so it's like, you know, there's, there's just been a lot of, of going back and forth between the two of them explaining each other's experiences. And one thing that makes me feel somewhat validated is that from what I, I'm the only child. So from what I hear, a lot of it is very like normal sibling stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, The only time we really get into, you know, um, something that I feel is very specific to blended family life is when he talks about how he wants to be at his other, you know, his other mom's house or, you know, that things are just so contrast, like yeah. for him, where he is struggling, like adjusting from house to house. What about when he leaves to go back? Is she like one of these kids that's so sad because she's looking for her big brother? What are you supposed to do, Christina? Like, how do you do yeah. that? Yeah. So my daughter at this point, she understands that um, her brother has another mama and that he goes to her house every week. And, um, I mean, she sees bio mom and so she knows, you know, oh, that's his other mama. And, you know, so she's kind of starting to put the, put two and two together. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a different conversation when she asks the why. Um, but it was actually this past week, baby, your daddy. (laughs) Yeah. It was actually this past week where she said that she wanted to go with him. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and so if the situation was conducive, would you be cool with that? No, even if no. So even if it was like cool, see, I think I would like I would be like, okay, I take all your kids. Mm -hmm. You can take these, you know, because I know some families that do that. Like if she had another kid and he's like, oh, can my brother come? You know, it's like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I I, I feel like there. I can't even imagine what that would be like. I mean, she would have to be a completely different person for me. Like not this particular human, but like a. who you know was always decent and I trusted her yes maybe (laughs) yeah yeah I guess if for stepmoms in situations where you see that your stepchild is maybe being neglected or they're not um meeting some sort of you know they're 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 not being raised to the standard that you would like then yeah I probably wouldn't want the kid to go over there right Yeah. yeah So then what type of, what type of support does hubby have? Because there's so many dads that are broken and Mm -hmm. just broken hearted because they feel bad because they've possibly chosen, um, not the best candidate to, to Mm -hmm. make a mother Mm -hmm. or they're feeling bad. Like saying this particular child is only being raised half the time because they're not getting that over there. And dad is feeling like he's doing a disservice and his heart is torn. So what about the dads? Like what advice do you have for them to care for themselves? What are you seeing amongst the dad community these days? Yeah. Um, I wish there was a bigger dad community. Um, my husband and I actually just did an episode together where we answered, uh, you know, um, questions and stuff. And I got a lot of feedback from the dads saying that they, you know, want to hear more of that perspective and they, they for once feel seen. Um, and so, find a community. I would love for my husband to take that on, but 
he's not going to. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, oh, sorry, guys, that you're watching this, girls and guys. Tim at Blend Credible, he's a stepdad. Oh. He's like super outspoken, super smart. I've interviewed him like a million times. Like that's one person that I can think of. And yeah, Christina's husband might, if we can nudge him, let's leave him <laughs> comments and tell him to make it happen. Yeah, uh, therapy. Um, I can't. I. I mean, it's just. If you, if you are, especially if you're in a situation where you feel like your past is impacting your present and future, mm. with, um, it's no one's responsibility, but your own to try and navigate that and unpack that and figure out how, because what, what can happen in the long run is you're allowing that to seep through into the relationship that you have, um, which is the exact opposite of what you want. Right. So to, to I acknowledge that there's stuff to work through and then just hit it head on um, and get the support that you need. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on to um, non-high conflict situations. I mean, you yourself, you're a biological mother. Um, you are a stepmother, but you, you, it's not the situation where your kid goes somewhere else. And I always like to envision what that would look like because it cannot be an easy thing. Like mm-hmm. even if you're just the coolest, most level-headed, mother knowing that there's a another girl over there mm-hmm. who you don't know her you don't know anything about her like at, what advice do you have for the biological mothers that are listening because surprise not surprisingly i'm not surprised i love you ladies um <laughs> they listen they come here they, they know they're crazy just like i'm crazy what advice um would you have for them <sighs> especially ones that are struggling with I don't want to be high conflict, but I know some of the things that I do are, look like a high conflict mom. So what can I do to like not be that way? Right. Let's give them that advice. I think that would be the better question. Um, what's the better question? What was that? It's like, you know, women that are kind of teeter tottering on being sure. high conflict and. Yeah. I'm, I mean, <clears throat> I think on both ends, because I mean, stepmoms can be high conflict too. I think Ooh. on both we're going to talk about them next. <laughs> I think on both ends, it, it comes down to, you know, what is your intention for whatever you're doing? Is it for the kid's best interest or is it out of your own ego and your own insecurity and your own, you know, feeling yeah. like you need to be um, number one or whatever it is? Um, because, you know, speaking from the stepmom, like, I'm not trying to replace you. I'm not trying to, you know, you make you look bad. You do that all on your own. Like it's. <laughs> I love you. Wait, why are we not like BFFs? Like you are me, and I am you, Chris. <laughs> you know, like I'm just being me. And if you, you know, so yeah. I mean, for 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 the bio moms listening, it's the stem moms are literally there for their partner. That's why they're there. They are there trying to navigate their own journey and they fell in love with someone who you also loved. Or liked, or at least bumped uglies with. Right. And so it's, you know, they're not there to take over your family. Like, so question the intentions there and and not create this big monster in your head of what this woman is out to get. Um, and, And see that in a lot of ways, bio moms hold the power to create a better relationship and a better dynamic. You and guys it, have so much power. Yeah. Um, and if you just, if you, you know, I, I think you know how much power you have. Yeah. But there's some that just don't know how to redirect that. 
so that it positively impacts everybody. And it's hard to want to positively impact someone that you, that makes you feel insecure Mm -hmm. just by existing. They've not necessarily done anything, but don't let the stepmom have said something to you or checked you about cursing out her man or made a suggestion. Then you feel ultra competitive, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so you want to kind of make her uncomfortable, but in turn, I know that you're making yourself suffer as well. Because your kid isn't necessarily happy because they see mommy's disheveled. Right. They can tell that daddy is not really happy with mom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would say, you know, we all say put the kids first, put the kids first, put the kids first, till it blew in the face. A lot of people just don't do that because they're Mm -hmm. thinking so much about themselves. Yeah. So what what about that? Like, put the kids first. Where where does that go? Put the kids first. It's just, oh God, so exhausting. I don't know why I asked you that, but let's answer it anyway. (laughs) I think when it comes to in the context of, you know, being in a marriage and putting the kids first, I don't agree with that. I think that the foundation of the relationship will determine the strength of the family. And that if I'm not connected to my partner, if him and I aren't spending time together, aren't investing in our, in our relationship, um, we're not feeling connected and it's going to influence everything else. Yeah. Um, so that's not to say we neglect our kids or it's just that we want our kids to see that we are committed to each other. And that right there is going to, you know, impact the way that they view relationships growing up. Yeah. Um, so for me and my husband, it's, you know, our marriage comes first and, you know, the kids have their bedtime, same time every night because mommy and daddy need time together. When it comes to, you know, the outlook of the two households and how they interact, it's the kids. It's not your previous relationship. It's not the trauma that you both endured. It's not, you know, getting back at each other or trying to sabotage one another's futures because you want the other person to be unhappy forever. It's about the kids that you created together. And now it's a business transaction. And don't get your emotions all messy in it um, because it is solely about the kids. Right. Whew. You said a mouthful right there, girl. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's a, you know, for both the households, the kids are the most important thing. If only we could all live by that and remember that. Yeah. I think this has been such an awesome time with you. Is there anything that I did not ask you that I should have asked? Like, is there anything you can think of? I feel like we played the what ifs and I got to, I feel like I got to know you. Yeah. But is there, I always like to ask people this, like, what did I not ask you? No, I think you did a good job of speaking to to your whole audience. That was great. Yes, yes, yes. Well, listen, everybody, please go and follow. Oh, oh, wait, Uh, you have a podcast. So what is your favorite podcast episode that you've ever done? Um, I don't know. I really do like the one that, um, is, season three, episode one with my husband. Um, okay. I, I just like getting him out of his shell there, but gosh, any of Gannett and I, I mean, you know, she's doing her thing now, but, um, the, episodes, made magic. the episodes that we do together, they're just funny. They're hilarious. They, you know, we're keeping it real and getting down to the nitty gritty and things. So I can't really say a favorite one with that. You don't have a favorite one. Do you go read the comments? Like sometimes do you ever, sometimes. have you ever yeah. like looked at the stupid ones? <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. One, one, of, one of them, um, someone get, got really mad because I don't say my stepson's name. Um, yeah, I, that's your business. Yeah. Um, and so I use like kiddo, like I say kiddo a lot and yeah. someone was really mad of how often that I say that word. That's what they're upset about. 
<laughs> so, you know, there's that. One day somebody commented on mine. Oh my God, I love Naja's podcast, but she talks too much. I wish she would just shut up. I was like, what? It's, it's my podcast. Get out Dude, of my podcast. I'm literally just talking on it. Now, one day I have my stepkids to go and read all the um, awful comments because like they like to go on Google Play or to the Apple store and read the bad comments on the apps. And that's like hilarious to them. <laughs> So I let them read the like the bad comments one day and I recorded them doing they had so much oh, fun. Nice. They had so much fun. Yeah. So anywho, everybody, please go and follow Christina. I urge you to. Her Instagram page gives me life. It is so amazing. Follow her podcast available on all streaming platforms everywhere at Radical Stepmoms. And Christina, where else can they find you? Did I get everything? Yeah. Um, Instagram, we have a Facebook, um, uh, my website, radicalstepmomspodcast.com. I will see you guys Tuesday after next. I know I'm crazy with Naja Hall available on your favorite streaming platforms. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm doing crazy. I know I'm crazy. Naja Hall.